0: The Facebook fam asked me, what did I think of what Daryl Morey had to say about the LeBron Jordan debate? And really, my initial response is it's not a LeBron Jordan debate. It's a Kareem LeBron Jordan debate. But to what Daryl Morey said. Stating that, in his opinion, LeBron was the GOAT by far and it's not even close in my opinion, Daryl Morey's just wrong. And it's not the first time he's been wrong. Remember, Daryl Morey totally buys into analytics. And there's nothing wrong with analytics. I do believe numbers play a role. They tell a story. They just don't tell the entire story. Remember, the Rockets are the front runners in the NBA in terms of how they use analytics ever since Daryl Morey's been there. But even though they're the front runner in analytics, which they swear by, under his run, the Rockets have yet to win an NBA title. So analytics aren't really the end all, the be all. Think of it this way: last season, James Harden had a much high, he had a higher PER than LeBron James, and that's strange when you think. Well, LeBron, for the, what most people would say, is drug a team to the finals. And Harden had much more help around him. He had a second star. And if you watch the playoffs, the second star actually was the better star in the playoffs. But he had a higher PER. So if we go by just that number, do we really think James Harden is better than LeBron James? Of course we don't. If you look at what James Harden has done over the last three seasons, the man's averaging 29 points six rebounds, and nine assists. Or look at what Russell Westbrook has done if you combine his last three seasons. Russ is averaging a triple-double, 26-10-10. and this, In this era, the way the game is played, with the rule changes, if you're a dynamic one-on-one player who can put the ball on the deck and attack the basket going downhill, you're going to put up numbers, especially if you dominate the ball. Look, Giannis can't shoot, and he's an incredible talent. I'm a big fan, but he can't shoot, and he can give you 24, 9, and 5, and over the last two seasons, that's what he's done. On a lesser level, look at Victor Oladipo. His first time as being the guy with the Pacers, his numbers shot up. 23 points, 5 rebounds, and just under 5 assists. Ben Simmons, in his rookie year, remember, Ben can't shoot. Now he shot over 50%, but he actually can't shoot anything outside the paint and you can call it brick. Ben 16 points, eight rebounds and eight assists. So while I'm not down on LeBron James, I'm a big fan of LeBron James. For all those people to say LeBron's not great or they're quick to toss up. He's three and six in the finals. That's true. That's part of his resume. But I wouldn't say that's his entire resume. Remember, he's still a three-time champ, three-time finals MVP, four-time regular season MVP, and really, much like Jordan, should have won the regular MVP more times than that. Steph Curry is a two-time MVP. But at no point in Steph's career was he ever the best player in the league. Back to LeBron, 14-time All-Star. 14-time All-NBA, five-time All-NBA defense. He won a scoring championship in 08. Went to eight straight finals. That's not an achievement that should be blown off. And I know we can point out the competition, and that's kind of like big on my whole when you start comparing greats to other greats. I'm looking at who you played with Who you played against? What obstacles were in your way? What superstar did you have to go at back and forth? Who was your rivals? I'm also looking at when you were at your peak and you were supposed to be controlling the league. Did it go back and forth? Or once you were the man, you put your foot on the throat of the rest of the league and you own the league. To me, that, that all goes into it. For me, I thought... LeBron's signature moment might have been against Detroit in that conference finals, when he scored 48 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. I know a lot of people remember this because he scored the last 29 of their, their la, of their last 30 points. LeBron scored 29. Another signature moment was a must-win versus the Celtics in the Game Six in Boston. And he went for 45. The Heat went on to win that series. Or coming back down 3-1 versus a Warriors team loaded with talent, had won 73 games, and he did that. And he averaged for that series 29 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals, just a complete and total performance. So, again, I'm not anti-LeBron James. I'm not anti-Jordan or anti-Kareem. I try to be objective and look at their overall resume, their overall careers. And because LeBron's career is ongoing, because his resume is incomplete, I do believe he still has an opportunity to ascend to becoming the GOAT. It just hasn't happened now. Steve says, how can Jordan be better than LeBron? He had Pippen and Pippen's. One of the greatest players of all time. Pippen is a top 50 player. How many championships has Jordan won without LeBron? I've heard that statement a lot. And without trying to sound like I'm anti-LeBron, here's an easy response. Jordan's won as many titles without Pippen as LeBron has won without Wade, Bosh, Kyrie, and Love. And I'll leave it at that. Glenn says... Jordan played with Pippen, and he's an eight-time All-NBA defense. He's one of the greatest defensive players in the history of basketball. LeBron never played with a defender that great before. That's fair. That's true. Pippen is one of the greatest perimeter defenders in the history of the NBA. Pippen also played beside one of the greatest players in the history of the NBA defensively, and that would be Jordan. And no, you're right. Wade wasn't the defender that Pippen was. He never will be. But in his prime, the very best version of Dwayne Wade was a better player than Scottie Pippen. Dwayne Wade averaged over 27 points a game multiple times. He averaged over six assists four or five times. My point being, no, he's not the defender Pippen was, but Wade was a scorer. He could score and attack the basket in a way that Pippen couldn't. I like Scottie Pippen. I'm a fan of Scottie Pippen. But if I'm comparing... Pippin to Wade in an overall overall way, judging them on their skill sets, their overall skill sets, I'm going to pick Dwayne Wade. I'm going to go with the guy that was a finals MVP, a guy that carried that Heat team to that finals. Cheryl says, how can you say LeBron's not the greatest? Did you see what he did last year? The bums that he drugged to the finals last year? Jordan could have never done that. Could Jordan have ever beaten a 73-win team? Cheryl, you're right. To this point, you're right. What LeBron did was amazing, but what I will say is this. Going into the playoffs, when everybody's picking how people are going to fall eventually in terms of the series and who's going to win what series, my position was pretty simple. I looked at the East. I looked at LeBron, and I had the Cavs coming out of the East. LeBron James has played with two All-Stars the last seven years. So when he wasn't with Wade or Bosch for four years, he was with Kyrie in love for three years. And he went to the finals. So when people look at how they struggled and they had to beat Boston in seven games, should that come as a surprise? No, that shouldn't be surprising. He lost an All-Star and really Kyrie's borderline a superstar. He lost that. They didn't replace it. So, yes, achieving what he achieved last year should have been harder. All he was left with was Kevin Love and a bunch of role players. And to his credit, LeBron was able to get them into the finals. So the achievement, I understand. And I applaud him for that. But if you're asking me, am I stunned? I'm not stunned. Remember. Without Kyrie, the Cavs still had two All-Stars, LeBron being one of them, and obviously he's the best player in the game. But look at the rest of the Eastern Conference. Oluwadipo was by himself. He didn't have a second All-Star. When he played the Raptors, sure. They had DeRozan and they had Lowry. And a team that on paper should have been better than the Cavs, but games aren't playing on paper. I never doubted for one moment before the series started, if they were going to meet, that LeBron would have a problem beating the Raptors. I'm not going to front. I didn't have the Cavs sweeping the Raptors, but I'm not stunned. Tyson says, LeBron beat a 73-win team, bro. That's it. Case closed. Could Jordan have beaten a 73-win team? I feel like I keep getting asked this over and over, Facebook fam, but I'm going to answer your questions. I don't know if Michael Jordan's Bulls would have beaten the 73 win team. I don't know if they could have beat Golden State. But what I do know is the Bulls wouldn't have lost to Dirk's Mavs. And look, fam, ultimately, Jordan and Kareem's resumes, they're set in stone. They are what they are. And I know people are excited about the possibility of LeBron passing Jordan on the all time scoring. But they shouldn't be amazed by that. He's going to pass Michael Jordan. I think by the time LeBron James retires, he's going to hold most of the statistical category. He's going to hold all of those with the exception of one or two because of his longevity and his extended greatness. And I give him credit for that. But look at Michael Jordan's career numbers. They're not going to change. 30 points, six rebounds, five assists, 49 percent from the field. His effective efficiency, just under 51 percent. A PER of 27.9, which is slightly above LeBron's all-time PER. LeBron has more win shares than Michael Jordan. I think he's 2.19, and Jordan's is 2.14. But you know who's higher than both of theirs combined? Well, almost both of theirs combined, not quite. Kareem has a win shares of 273. That's insane. But that just goes to show you, His impact on the game. Kareem's career resume could be it could probably qualify to to carry like four or five guys on this one resume. Starting in high school, 79 and two in high school, he won national high school title, three time NCAA champ, three time Final Four MVP, three time college player of the year. Kareem was so dominant. That they had to ban the dunk in 1967. He's a six-time NBA champ. Two-time finals MVP. Six-time regular season MVP. 19-time All-Star. 15-time All-NBA. 11-time All-NBA defense. He also won two titles after his playing career as an assistant coach in 09 and 10. He played in 10 NBA finals, won six of those. And in his first six seasons, which would I, I would say was the apex um, in terms of statistical numbers, Kareem averaged 30, 15, four assists, and three and a half blocks. And at the end of his career, I think this would allude to his greatness, his extended greatness. At the end of his career, think about this at age 38, Kareem averaged 23 points, six rebounds three and a half assists and was the finals MVP in 85, 86. He is the oldest finals MVP at age 38 and he averaged 25 points, nine rebounds and five assists. That's amazing. I think Kareem was being a great ambassador to the game when he said that players play in different eras. Every player has to adapt to their circumstances in order to find a way to excel. And I agree with that. You, you have to look at what was in front of you. Kareem was in the finals. Against Doc, against Mo Cheeks, Andrew Tony, Moses Malone, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars. Guys of that nature, Kareem was playing against the greatest front line ever. Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, not to mention DJ and Ainge. Those were the obstacles, or some of the obstacles that were in his way. He went through some guys that are all time greats, some guys that are in the Hall of Fame, part of that great pantheon of NBA players. I think who you faced and how you succeeded, or even if you lost, how'd you go down in defeat, matters ultimately as part of your overall resume. Cliff says, LeBron beat Durant, Duncan, and Steph's 73-win team in the finals. That's all you could want on a resume. Case closed. Look, that's a great point. Beating Tim Duncan Spurs, a Spurs team that had Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and of course Kawhi Leonard, that's an achievement. But again, if we're saying that it's a team sport, Ultimately, that's an achievement that he, he did with the help of Wade, Bosh. And if you remember that series versus the Spurs, he got a big, big up from Ray Allen with that shot. Look at Jordan's resume. Who did he beat in the finals? He beat Magic Johnson, an all-time great. He beat Clyde Drexler's Blazers, which was a talented team. But Drexler himself is an all-time great. He beat Charles Barkley's loaded Suns team. Charles is an all-time great. Then he turned around and beat a very talented Sonics team with Gary Payton, who was a Hall of Famer, and Sean Kemp, who could have been a Hall of Famer had he maintained his weight. Let's put it that way. And then he beat back-to-back seasons two all-time greats, Stockton and Malone. So... Again, that's part of his resume. I get the argument when some people say that, well, Jordan didn't really have another great wing player to compete against. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that. Drexler was a great player. Reggie Miller wasn't the athlete that Jordan and Drexler were. But remember, Jordan kind of broke the mold in this sense. He came up in the era where having the best big man Was still the formula that most teams went by. And he broke that mold. Think about this. Had Portland drafted Jordan. Instead of. Sam Bowie. How their fortunes would have changed. But Jordan broke the mold. There were great centers throughout his era. So sure. There's Ewing. There's Elijah. There's Elijah Wan, There's Matumbo. There's David Robinson. Those are the guys that he faced. Not to mention, remember, a lot of people don't remember this. Shaq is a product of the 90s. Shaq was a rookie in 92. He just played for a long time. So he faced Shaq too. And he lost to Shaq in the playoffs. He also returned the favor and swept Shaq and Penny the very next season. So all I'm saying is there was competition. And it was in a different era and a much more physical era. Now, if the narrative is, well, he played in an era where they were plotting bigs who couldn't shoot the three, and, well, he did play in an era where the bigs didn't shoot the three, but to say that they were plotting the slow and not athletic or not true, David Robinson and Lajuan ran the floor as well as small forwards. Ewing and Matumbo, along with Alonzo Mourning, were energy guys. They, they gave it to you on both ends. Now, Matumbo wasn't a great scorer. But his ability to alter shots, rim protect, and dominate the boards made him a force. And Alonzo Mourning, maybe not the most fluid offensive player, but he made himself into an effective offensive player just through through, through his work ethic. Zoe was dominant defensively, and you had to respect his post game, his ability to face up and shoot the ball from 12 to 15 feet. So again, Jordan broke the mold because... He kind of separated that bridge. When he came in, Magic, Isaiah, and Bird were still running the shows, but they were still dealing with that old formula. They played with bigs. Maybe Isaiah was a little bit different because Lambeer was a starting center in the Pistons, and he stepped out and shot from the basket. He shot the three, but they also had Buddha on that team as well, a post player. I guess my point is Jordan is different in the sense that it's always been about the bigs. If you uh, the, the 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 argument was a be, a great big beats a, a great little man or something like that. And I never really agreed with that. For me, it's real simple. I don't care what your size is. The be, Whoever the better player is, that's who I'm going with. Kareem, Jordan, LeBron. And I'm sure some people throw Magic Johnson in, which I wouldn't have a problem with that. Because Magic's my favorite player, but because I'm objective, I objectively, I don't think Magic's the GOAT. But I do think Magic's one of the greatest leaders to ever play any professional sports. Lisa says, LeBron's better because LeBron could play all five positions defensively. This is true. LeBron, I would say, is the more versatile player because of his size. But to be fair, what great bigs are there to guard in this era? Um Embiid just came in. DeMarcus Cousins is a scoring big. I got to get you drop you 25. But what what great big that averaged 25 or more points per game has LeBron James had to guard? There there aren't any. He's he's played there's been there's some talented power forwards, but The best center he guarded in in their prime that scored 25 or more points per game or averaged that, I, I never heard of him because he doesn't exist. So, yeah, he can guard Tyson Chandler and he can guard Noah. I get that, but they're specialist centers. And in this era, most of the centers are specialist centers. He can guard DeAndre Jordan because they don't have post games. They don't have any kind of games other than that they can rebound and they can finish at the rim. Provided somebody lobs it up to them. So I'm not knocking the versatility angle, because to be fair, his size allows him to play all five positions. Really, he actually plays all five positions on both ends of the floor. LeBron is the most versatile player to ever play in the NBA. There's no disputing that. And in terms of greatness, I think LeBron has been the greatest player in terms of extending his prime longer than any other player that's ever played the game. You'll get no argument from me. He's that great. I'm just not quick to call him the greatest based on analytics. And I'm not holding the, I'm not doing the, well, he's only won three titles and that's why he's not the greatest. I think that's part of it. And I think you can use analytics to be part of it. But if you use analytics for everything when you're trying to make these comparisons, again, that's a narrative thing. And if you follow the narrative of analytics and the way people use it for their narrative, then LeBron James is the greatest player to ever play the game. If you follow the competition in the sense of who you went up against, what you did when you took over the league, isn't it Michael Jordan? When Michael Jordan won his first three titles. No one turned around and beat him. Nobody interrupted it. He three-peated. Then he stepped away from basketball for almost two seasons. And then he came back and three-peated again. And then he retired. It wasn't like, well, in between that time, this team beat him or that team. That's not what happened. As great as LeBron is, and again, I don't think it's a put down or an insult if somebody says you're one of the three greatest players of all time and you still have an opportunity to become the greatest. I think he still's got to put in some work. That's my point of view. I think LeBron's got to put in some work. And the truth is, I don't have a Jordan as the greatest. I think Kareem's ahead of Jordan. I think Kareem's overall resume is more impressive than Michael Jordan's. So this isn't. Some kind of oh you're in love with Jordan. I rooted for Jordan for Jordan one time, as if actually twice is when he played Utah. I just I couldn't stand Utah. I respected Stockton and Malone, but I, I I never liked them. That's the only time in his career that I rooted for Michael Jordan. Any other time, I was I was team whoever was going up against Jordan. And maybe part of that is because. I'm a diehard Laker fan, and Magic's my favorite player. I'm sure that's part of it in my psyche. That's how it played out. So I don't want this to come off as, oh, you don't want LeBron to be the, the goat, and you're holding on to the past. No, I'm not holding on to anything. I'm being very objective, as I am about everything in sports. I think LeBron James is one of the greatest players to ever played the game. And when I say one of the greatest players, let me be clear. He's one of the three greatest right now. And let's see what he does this last three, four years of his career to where either he captures a couple of more titles or he does some more insane things, same things statistically. Maybe he can ascend to become the GOAT. Maybe he can overtake Kareem. We'll see. Leah says, Leah says, if we all agree LeBron's more versatile and that ultimately when his career is over and he's going to have more points, more rebounds, more assists than Jordan, then isn't LeBron the GOAT? This is what I'll say. Michael Jordan's a 10-time scoring champion. He's also nine times All-NBA defense. So think about it from this point of view. There's a lot of in-betweens and there's a lot of variables in basketball. But the core, the two core things you have to do in basketball To be successful, you've got to be able to score and you've got to be able to defend. Michael Jordan was a greater scorer than LeBron James and Kareem in terms of average per game. And he was a better defender than LeBron James. So the two core things in basketball scoring and defending. We're going at its most basic. It's Michael Jordan. Kareem's not in the conversation. He's only got one shot. That's from Glenn. Um, Glenn, I know you must have saw highlights of him at the very end of his career. What I would tell you to do is maybe go to YouTube and try to find Luol Sender, Milwaukee Bucks, and look at those highlights. That's a completely different player. Not that he wasn't great with the Lakers. Let's remember this about Kareem. He's a three-time MVP on two different franchises. One three with the Bucks and one three with the Lakers. And as amazing as Magic Johnson is, who happens to also be my favorite player, Kareem was an NBA champion and had gone to two finals long before Magic came into his, his life. So Magic didn't make Kareem. As great as Magic is, I would say Magic was blessed. You're a rookie. And you come onto a team that has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jamal Wilkes, Norm Nixon and Michael Cooper. You're good, fam. You're more than good. Missy says LeBron has way more triple doubles than Michael Jordan. It's not even close. LeBron's numbers are blowing Jordans away. I'm not going to argue with the numbers. You're right. But a lot of that is this. LeBron is The bigger player, so it's not a surprise that he averages more rebounds. The assist thinks he's a terrific passer. No argument LeBron is the better passer. And in terms of raw numbers, you're right. But again, that's part of this era. Russell Westbrook averages a triple-double. And barring a major injury, I think Russell Westbrook is going to finish with more triple-doubles than than Michael Jordan. I think Magic Johnson, my favorite player, has more triple-doubles and Michael Jordan. The triple doubles is a beautiful thing, and it's a great statistical thing to ha- hang on your resume. It doesn't mean you won that game. It doesn't even mean you outplayed the person you were matched up against. It just means you have a nice stat line. Go inside the game and actually watch the game. There's more to it than just numbers. I saw LeBron average a triple double in the finals the year before last. But at no time when I was watching that finals, Did I think he was the best player on the floor. Kevin Durant averaged about 34, 35 points per game that finals, and it was an easy 34, 35. And the guy that he was being matched up against, when when he wasn't lighting up Richard Jefferson, which isn't shocking, he was lighting up LeBron. And LeBron didn't, he, he really, really, really didn't want that smoke. And last year in the finals, he did everything he could to avoid that smoke. LeBron's a great player. And I think, again, in terms of being great this late in your career, he's done something I don't think no player's done. And that's impressive. And that's something that we should all acknowledge. He's in year 15 and he's still the best player in basketball. So this is the one thing that I can say for sure that he's de- definitively better than Kareem and Michael Jordan at that late in their careers while they were both great, not on this level, not what LeBron's doing right now. I don't think that I'm not, I'm not saying he's above them, but I'm saying what he's doing at this stage and at this age has never been done before. And I think going into this season, along with the next couple of seasons on the Lakers, this is where he can make a move And not only past Jordan, but catching past Kareem, as that guy, as the goat. This is the cipher. Good looking out, Face Fam, Facebook Fam, tongue twister. Good looking out, Facebook Fam, with all your comments. Um, Yeah, Dale, you're right. I did not get back to you guys on the Draymond Green, um, Larry Johnson one on one matchup. I'll do that. I'll probably do something tomorrow. On that, along with a couple of fantasy team matchups, just to shake it up and have some fun. Again, this is all in fun, fans. We all have our favorites, and I think we already know who we believe the GOAT is. I could have spent this last 30 minutes or so, and you've already made up your mind. I don't want to hear what Mo says, no matter what. Jordan's the greatest, or Kareem's the greatest, or LeBron's the greatest. It's okay with that. Again, we don't have to, if we agreed all the time. And talking sports wouldn't be as fun. It's the Cypher One. Every time I'm out, they pull me back in. Facebook fam responded really quick to the discussion on the GOAT. Still haven't gotten any voice messages on the Anchor app, which I keep telling everybody, you gotta invest in that. Do that thing. Get on that Anchor app, leave a voice message. I can put that message on the show. Other people can hear what you have to say, and we can respond. As far as the Facebook fam, Lisa said, LeBron just came up with a season of 27 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, shooting over 54%. And he had a PER of 28.6. How can anybody ever be in the discussion for GOAT when he's still doing it this late into his career? It's a great point. It's a fair point. But had you listened to the show earlier, you'd have heard me say one of the things that stands out that separates LeBron from any great player, any other great player that's ever played is he's extended his prime longer than anybody, including Jordan. And that that one thing that is a great arguing point for any LeBron James fan when we talk about the GOAT. And I respect that point because it's a real thing, and more importantly, it's ongoing. He's still the best player in the game. And he might be the best player of the game this time next season. Remember, I'm not telling you who you should consider is the GOAT. I'm giving you my opinion on who I think is the GOAT right now. But you're welcome to yours, and we can respect each other's opinion. And look, no question, with his body of work, with his career, with his extended prime, LeBron has a strong case to be made. In the same way it can't be all about PER or analytics, she makes a great point, she being Rachel Nichols, that six for six Shouldn't be the end all to be all. And I agree with that a hundred percent. That's my thought on who is to go. We heard what Rachel Nichols had to say. Let's have fun with this. Talking about the goat is one of the great sports debates of all time in any sport, but in the NBA, we take we fans we take it to a whole another level.